Hello and welcome to Digital Photo Magazine's weekly podcast, covering everything you need to know about the world of digital photography. My name is Matty Graham, I'm Managing Editor at the magazine, and with me, as always, is our Technical Editor, Matt Higgs. You're right, man. Yeah, not too bad. Now, Higgs, we've had a couple of weeks away working on top secret stuff, but what other fun photo stuff have you been up to in the last seven days? Well, I actually had a week off last week, that that rare thing of a week off. So, um, I went up to see uh, my family up in Liverpool, and uh, one of the places I went whilst I was there was... Um, to a place called Formby and it is fantastic for red squirrels and I went along and I thought well I might be lucky I might see one or two and actually at points it was like free and I didn't know where to shoot I was like I want to take pictures of that one I want to take pictures of that one it was crazy it was like shooting fish in a barrel whoa um, that's like some was... sort of Disney movie all these sort of <laughs> creatures appearing it was, from it was, nowhere it was fantastic so um, yeah did a little bit of wildlife photography um, shot another show last night uh, another music gig uh, the O2 Arena, so that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, just kept myself really busy and um, yeah, been been shooting all sorts of stuff. How about stuff. yourself? Yeah, yeah. Well, this weekend was a, a fun one for me as I headed along to a zombie walk. A zombie walk. Yeah. Now picture the scene, right? There's there's over a hundred men, women, and children all dressed up in all manner of cool zombie outfits, and they march in a procession through uh, the busy sort of city centre at peak rush hour. Yeah. Um, now it's it's a charity thing, so that that's that's really cool, um, and and people really do sort of put that extra effort in, and and I sort of the way I approached it, I said to myself, look, I can I can it's going to be easy to go up to someone and say, hey, can I take your picture and do a nice portrait, which yeah. I did do for a few uh, a few times, but I wanted to sort of set the bar a little bit higher, so I said to myself. How can I challenge myself? And I wanted to shoot the, uh, the event as in reportage style. Cool. So I wanted to shoot the uh, reactions of the public yeah. rather than the zombies. The zombies Everybody were doing Everybody that thing. had no idea that this thing was going on and just thought, what the hell has happened to the town centre? Exactly. <laughs> and there was there was one sort of uh, moment where it was just it was just ridiculous because they had this guy at the front, sort of like the health and safety guy in a fluorescent yellow jacket, sort of just... Telling people where to sort of go for the route. He dressed march. up like a zombie as well. He, he was cool. He was just in normal clothes. <laughs> and then behind him, like a hundred zombies going <laughs> like that, it's like the, you know the Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and we got to this, we crossed over this bridge in the city, and uh, there was a, a row of benches, and there was a group of sort of I don't know, eighteen, nineteen year old sort of girls on on this bench. Yeah. And they took one look at the zombies and freaked out, <laughs> like jumped up on, on top of the bench, and they were like. Ah! like that um, and the, the sort of Marshall guy went over and said oh it's alright it's a, like it's a charity thing you know but just dressed up as yeah, zombies it's not the end of the world don't worry and they just wouldn't believe him <laughs> they were just freaking out so th- this guy's like saying no it's, it's alright I mean look he sort of got one of them to take the mask off and they still thought it was some sort of end of the world thing see I thought you were going to say it'd be some you know some old ladies doing their weekly shop or something <laughs> like that that were going to get freaked out you'd think young people you know with programs like The Walking Dead stuff might be yeah uh, might be cool with it. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, further down the road, um, you know, we had all these other girls sort of sitting down with one of the zombies and taking selfies. Right. And I will post this picture on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash digital UK, and you can check it out for yourselves because it's really cool. Um, but it's it's all down to the reactions of people and, and that's what street shooting is all yeah. about, isn't it? It's that yeah. repertoire style. So that, that, was, that was really that's fun. That's pretty cool, man. Um, and... I was really happy because I got to use Sigma's 20mm 1.4 art lens mm. for this um, little event. And it got me thinking about um, just how amazingly sharp this lens is. And I wanted to ask you, what is your favourite lens? Oh, see, see, this is the thing. This is Because I come from a, a low-light shooting background yeah. with music photography and stuff, I think 
and I've probably said this before, but I think for me it's got to be a nifty fifty. Nifty you know, fifty. Yeah, I mean, I, I I bought my first kind of DSLR and I was taking some shots and they were all you know they were fine, they were okay, but I was just using a kit lens. Yeah. And um, that was the first lens that not only allowed me to capture much better shots in low light, but also to to really play with like depth of field and and things in my images. You know, with a f one point eight aperture, you can create you know really shallow depths of field Absolutely. that for portraits and stuff as well can look fantastic. Yeah. So I think for for a lens that costs less than a hundred pounds, um, it it really did kind of revolutionise the the photos that I was creating and how I kind of approach my photography. So um, I've still got a, a real sweet spot for for that lens. I think. Good stuff. Well, I mean, this the Sigma lens is absolutely amazing. Uh, I think we're going to do a full test of it pretty soon, uh, so stay tuned for that. But um, you know, recording this podcast is a bit like being down the pub with your mates because we we love a bit of uh, banter and debate, don't we? Yeah. And mainly because I'm always right. Uh, <laughs> but we want to hear from you and hear your thoughts about the world of photography. So starting from the de- um, the December issue, which is on sale this week, we're launching a new section called Your Shout. Now, as the name suggests, this is your chance to showcase your pictures, enjoy a debate, or simply get on your soapbox and have a bit of a rant. So you can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, email anything and you know some of the chats we've picked up on on twitter in the december issue have really got us talking so please send in you know your thoughts your pictures all of that but it got me thinking and i thought we'd have a bit of fun higgsy okay because uh, i believe somewhere there's there's an election going on did you, I, I read that in the news maybe <laughs> no no anyway um so i thought we'd go through some of the questions and comments raised from uh, your shout this month's your shout and give our two cents worth so i've got you saw me playing about on my phone i've got a timer here okay and I'm going to give us each, uh, should we say, 45 seconds. I feel under pressure now. This feels like a real challenge. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think how Donald Trump felt. And, he, and he's an idiot. <laughs> um, if he could do it, then. <laughs> exactly. So we've got a timer here. We've got 45 seconds each. And we're going to go through some of the topics raised. You've not seen these. No, no. So this is, this is real sort of... Uh, <laughs> Flying by the seat of your pants stuff. Okay. Okay, and uh, obviously you can't bring up any rude, lewd comments. It's not It's not that type of... Uh... Oh, we'll just bleep them out afterwards. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, right. You ready to go first, mate? I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to sort of... Uh, so I've got to talk about these topics for uh, 45, 45 seconds. Exactly. Okay. Right, the first one. Photography is too expensive. Discuss. Photography is, too expensive. Photography is too expensive. I'm still paying off the camera that I use now. And this this is the thing. I think, you know, all the big purchases I've made, you know, if you're buying quality equipment, uh, it's a lot of cash. It is a lot of cash. Um, you know, I've had things on like finance deals before and paid them off month by month by month. And I think unless you happen to have a bit of a windfall and end up with a, a couple of K in your back pocket somehow, you know, I think most of us probably have to either save and save and save for months for these things, years, um, or, or get them on like finance and stuff like that so it would be fantastic if it was cheaper to get into I know there's a counter argument with like you know uh, you're a professional and these are your tools and you know if you're working in any other industry you still have to spend a fortune on all your tools and things I'm going to have to but, stop uh, you there is that it? no I, I, it's not the time has not run out you're just boring me <laughs> <laughs> no the timer has run out the timer. is that 45 seconds? that is 45 seconds so five. I'm going to start the timer again and, and, and I'll have a little go because okay. actually I've started it now and I think you're wrong I think the photography has never been more affordable. All right, cameras can be expensive, but there's always ways to get around that. 
buy second hand buy off ebay buy from sort of used sites you can get so much camera for your money these days like you know full frame camera like the 5d mark ii they're going for like 400 pounds now that's incredible lenses are cheap you know accessories are cheap you can make your own there's entire websites out there dedicated to um building diy kit so that you know uh, things like light panels you know LED light panels, as we know, are really expensive, but you can you could buy uh, you can make your own for like uh, you know fifty quid. Mm. Uh, well, that's fifty dollars these days with the uh, Brexit uh, <laughs> doing over our pound, isn't it's it? Probably a bit more than fifty quid now. Isn't it? And I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Well, that was a good. That was a good start. That was a really good start. So it's Casey's turn to go again. For that. Okay, what's the topic this time? Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. The days of overprocessed HDRs are over. Definitely, definitely. I think the key part of that is over-processed HDRs. Yep. I think HDRs, when they're done well, can look amazing. You know, they, they can look simply fantastic. But um, nothing has me kind of like running for the hills like when we receive a really over-processed HDR. And yeah. it, it's tempting. We've all been there, you know. Yeah. You just want to push it that little bit further and it looks great. But actually, when you look back on these images... Um, you do kind of realise that actually there's there's something to be said about being subtle with these kind of effects and techniques and often they work out a lot better like that. Um, yeah, over-processed HDRs, that, that's not my thing. Okay, you've, you've, you've done it all within, with seven seconds to spare there, <laughs> so you're, you're pretty sort of firm on I'm that one. getting better with this. You are, you're good. It was mid-flow last time. <laughs> so... So I'm good. I, I, you know what? For this one, I actually agree with you. So there's not that much debate. However, I will say that um, I used to use Flickr a lot. Do you remember Flickr? I do. That I do. site that isn't really you know used by anybody anymore. I think I've still got an account, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I haven't used it in ages. And you know, one of the sort of um, the more popular profiles was this guy. In all he shot was over-processed HDRs, mainly around, like, Texas area, you know, sort of, like, mm. um, old gas stations with, like, rusting they sort do of look pumps. Cool. They do. But this guy, you know, got so much love for his uh, images. People thought they were, like, you know, fine art, you know, real gallery spec stuff. Mm. So I agree that things have moved on. But for a moment, for a brief moment in time, it did have its place. It's a fashion, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things come in and come out of fashion. And, and, and that's my 45 seconds used up on that. Oh, crikey, that was quick. Right, we've got one more of these. Okay. Uh, I'll be interested. To, you're, you're the gear man on the mag, so I'll be interested <laughs> to take, uh, hear your uh, take gear on this. Question. Right. Pentax are underrated. Go. Um, I think they are to a point. I think the trouble is it's such a competitive market. So, yeah. um, you know, they have some really strong competition in the shape of, you know, Nikon and Canon and all the other camera brands as well. Um, I think with like the K1, um, maybe they're going to get start getting taken a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got they've got a real kind of um, uh, a way for for users to kind of progress and work their way up now, even to you know digital medium format. Um, so I think they're going to be taken more and more seriously. Yeah. Um, and certainly, there's an awful lot of Pentax users. We get emails from them all the time that would not dream of going to any other brand. Um, unfortunately, I think kind of the menu system has always let them down a little bit, and some of their kind of color schemes and stuff, uh, while they might appeal to certain markets, probably knock how seriously they're taken as well. I right. mean, if you've got an orange and beige camera and green and blue lights and all the rest of it, yeah. is that a serious piece of professional kit? Maybe not. <laughs> okay, no, that's good. That's good. You went, you went over your time by five seconds, but you know, as we're mates, you know, you'll let me off. Let you off just okay. this time. So I'll start the timer again. I think you're absolutely right on this. I think that Pentax went through a really rough period um, where their kit wasn't taken that seriously. They've completely sort of up their game massively. Um, I think they've got some of the best cameras in the market. I think the K1 
is exceptional. 36 megapixels. And you know what? I'm, I'm not showing the price now because the price was, I think, 1599 I think because of Brexit, it's knocked it up maybe a bit more. I'm not sure. I'll have to double-check that. But it's that's still, you know, really good money for mm. 36 megapixels. I think... One thing that sets them apart is that you buy a Pentax camera now and you know it's going to perform in the rain. Not every camera can do that. And also, one last note, because I've only got 10 seconds left, I'd say everyone forgets that Pentax do medium format, mm. you know, and their medium format stuff is really, really good. So from beginners to pros, they pretty much cover you. So I think Pentax, yeah, are underrated. And that that rounds out my 45 seconds. Hey, um, high five. That um, was really good. That's not bad. <laughs> I like that segment. That was good. We should do that again sometime. Yeah, I'm up for that. Good stuff. And my phone's going crazy now. Oh, God. How do I stop this? Right. Okay. Let me switch the timer off. That's iPhones for you. Now, before we sh uh, sign off on uh, the Your Shout item, uh, I want to throw down the gauntlet and make this Your Shout space a truly multi-platform section. If you want to join... Higsey and I on a future podcast to chat, debate, and well, we'll probably argue. <laughs> then email us at dp at bowermedia.co.uk. Don't wait around, drop us a line. We would love to have you, some new voices on the podcast, so get in touch. Sounds good. Excellent. Right, on to news. And uh, Higsey, you've been in London. You were yeah. one of the, the, the privileged journalists to be invited to the launch of the Nikon 360 lineup. Tell us about this amazing event. Yeah, so it was at the Science Museum in London, which I've not been to since I was a kid, but is this amazing space where they've got like bits of rockets and um, like Stevenson's rocket, like wow. the first steam engines and all this kind of business. So a fantastic space. And um, it was really chosen because this is, you know, this is a new generation of technology. Yeah. Not only does this thing, um, the Mission 360 this is, uh, shoot 4K and um, is waterproof to, to depths of 30 metres and all this kind of business. It's, you know, it's a really great action cam in its own right, but it, it also records true 360 footage, so it kind of shoots up, down, left, right, and uh, when you tie that in with VR as well, you know, it, it allows users to kind of really live the experiences that the the person that's using it is recording it. You can, you know, you can choose the, the angle that you want to look at and... Um, Rewatch it, you know, x yeah. amount of times and see every. Uh, I can't speak, <laughs> and uh, watch it back several times from different perspectives and stuff. Well, well, from the same perspective, but from different angles. Yes. And, uh, look at new things every time. It's, you know, it's it's really quite impressive technology. I mean, it's Star Trek stuff, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it's amazing how fast the technology has evolved. I think you know. I think this technology as well. I think they've absolutely nailed um, the the kind of market for it as well because, yeah. you know, this technology is been out for a little while there's um you know there was the rico feta and there was the fly 360 and stuff like that but they were kind of more um just cameras that incorporated this this 360 technology yes uh, this is you know this is an action cam and it's all very well taking snaps of you and your mates in the pub but that's going to get kind of boring fast yeah uh, with this camera you can take it literally anywhere so you know if you go kayaking or you go white water rafting or you you're in a hot air balloon or whatever it may be um you can you can share that that kind of uh, really immersive experience with all your friends and uh, or and followers if you uh, if you've got an active um photography page on facebook or whatever as well yeah and it's it's really really impressive good stuff good stuff so we're gonna get some of these products in definitely i think we're actually going to review the uh, mission 360 in the next issue of the mag so that'll be Come the, on. the january issue not the one next one to hit the shelves yeah but the next one that we're working on so um yeah we've got some exciting things planned for it 
Fantastic. So our next story was the Sony A6500, which was um, a camera that sort of went under the radar since our last sort of uh, um, podcast. I wrote down a load of notes and mm. I printed the wrong uh, notes, so we, we don't have that. So I'm, I'm looking on my phone now. I'm not being rude, but I'm looking at my phone about the, the, the specs because, uh, you know, this is a Sony are getting really serious with their A600 line, and the A6500 is the flagship APS-C mirrorless model. And check out the specs of this. Right, I'll just run through them real quick. It's got 425 face detection points. Yeah. It's got that 4D uh, Sony 4D uh, focus system, which is amazing, and it can lock on subjects in as little as 0.05 seconds, yeah. which is unreal. It can shoot up to 11 frames per second and has a resolution of 24.2, I believe, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, it has 5-axis image stabilization and 4K video, which can uh, record its speeds from 1 frame per second to 100 frame per second. So you can That's get like sl- super slow or super fast footage. Yeah. Um, it costs a fair bit of money. It's, How much is it? It's £1,500. Um, I don't know the... US price or international price so it's not cheap but could this be the best ever mirrorless camera I don't know what do you think yeah I mean it's got to be I mean it's got some tough competition hasn't it and I mean Olympus have uh, obviously released some of the initial specs for the EM1 Mark II and you know there are some really impressive mirrorless devices out there Um, yeah I mean I mean, I guess with this, with a crop sensor and stuff, you, you're kind of looking at cameras that can maybe compete with it yeah. that are co- kind of on the market already. I suppose you've got like the, the Nikon D500, which shares some kind of similar specs, but nowhere near as many kind of focus points as that. No, it's uh, crazy, isn't it? And yeah. also, this thing's tiny. This thing is absolutely tiny. And, you know, one of, one of the things I was thinking about when I was out shooting the zombie walk, the 20, Sigma 20mm lens, which I mentioned earlier, it's pretty heavy, isn't it? It's mm. a brilliant lens, but you know it's fairly heavy. My 60 camera is, you know, sort of a mid-weird camera. Um, but put them two together, and it's quite weighty. And I was thinking, do I, do I need to sort of shift to a lighter sort of system? Mm. And this is, you know, a really great option for that. Well, with all the adapters that are out there and stuff for them as well, I mean, they, you know, the E-mount cameras, they, they make really good kind of second cameras as well, um, and, and the A7 line as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the amount of photographers that I know that, you know, have, um, you know, they have their DSLR and they use that for certain events and certain things that they cover, but, um, you know, for kind of going out and shooting themselves or recording like videos and stuff as well, you know, so many are picking up uh, a Sony camera now as like their second body. Exactly. Because, um, yeah, the specs are just crazy crazy on some of these devices good stuff okay right that's enough news for this week because i want to talk about the bumper gift special that is our december issue now this is on sale on thursday and we've really got to town so we've got i'm just going to read through the gifts that we've got because there's some incredible gifts we've got free lightroom mono presets so you know you can convert to black and white with just one click. They're really cool. We've got free 2017 calendar templates. So you can make a bespoke calendar using your own images, uh, you know, in a matter of minutes. We've got a free ice reflection kit. And this is all to do with um, building a fantastic reflection uh, landscape image. And finally, courtesy of Mr. Matt Higgs over there, <laughs> we've got a free autumn borders kit, which allows you to put, you know, this that sort of beautiful autumn leaves border around any image. So really, you know, I mean, if you're going to buy DP, this is the month to do it because we've got so much free stuff. You get all this plus a CD with all the 70 minutes of video lessons for just four ninety nine, And if you head over to greenmagazines.co.uk forward slash DP and take out a subscription, you can get the magazine delivered to your door 
for just £3.15 an issue. Haven't even got to leave the house. Exactly. <laughs> so that web link again is greatmagazines.co.uk forward slash DP. What are you waiting for? Get involved. Good stuff. Okay, so it's time for some reader questions uh, where you, the listeners, send in your camera conundrums, your photo problems. Uh, we try our best to solve them for you. So I'm going to dive straight in for the first one. It's from Samantha via email, and she says, uh, I, have the, um, I have been using Photoshop CS5, uh, but I'm thinking of upgrading to CC. Be honest, is it worth it? See, <laughs> I can't really answer this because I'm still using old versions of Photoshop at home. Okay. Uh, and I, apart from occasionally uh, going into Creative Cloud, um, yeah. kind of at work, I hardly ever use it. So uh, you've got a subscription, haven't you? Yes. I mean, So look, you're probably the better person to answer this than me. Yeah, I've used both versions and I say absolutely. It's £8 per month uh, in the UK. Uh, plus you get Lightroom as well. Mm. Which, you know, And that's incredible value. You get all the, the latest updates. So there's new tools, dehairs, all that sort of stuff. Um, plus free storage too. I mean, don't forget that. You get an amount of free storage. So I say for £8 a month, it's definitely worth upgrading. What can you get for £8 a month these days? Not much. No, exactly. You know, one McDonald's meal, two maybe. Uh, you know, it's 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 nothing when compared to what you can do to your images, you know. And it's it's always it's always going to be the latest version. It's always going to be, you know, um, free from, well, hopefully free from as many bugs as possible if Adobe get their act right. And and like you say, you know, it comes with Lightroom as well. So, yeah. you know, the, I, I use Lightroom probably more than Photoshop nowadays. Yeah. You know, I do 95% of my processing in Lightroom. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at kind of upgrading Photoshop but you've not used Lightroom before, then that's going to be a really nice little surprise for you because it's just such an intuitive program. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a joy to use. So, uh, Samantha, I say absolutely go for it. Good stuff. Okay, next question. Uh, this is from Joseph, and he says, I'm planning a wildlife shoot in the Ken Gorm uh, Mountains, uh, which is you know a lovely place in, in Scotland for our international listeners. Uh, what's the one item of kit you'd recommend taking into a snowy environment? Ooh, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... What would you take, apart from Mars Bar? <laughs> decent tripod. Definitely. Yeah. Good shout. That's a really um, good shout. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to take some... Uh, okay, you, it's a wildlife shoot, not a landscape shoot, but you're still going to need some support for those uh, those long lenses and stuff. And, you know, some decent support for it. Where, or perhaps a monopod, uh, I think, is definitely essential. Um that and you know a quality bag as well yeah you know if you're if you're trekking through all that snow and stuff what you don't want to be doing is hawking around a massive wildlife lens uh, on your back and it you know that's going to get really tiring yeah. and really kind of uh, uncomfortable fast so i think uh, a quality camera bag as well so quality tripod quality camera bag they're my recommendations that's two not one but there no, you go. that's that's really good <laughs> that's some good advice there i mean I, mine's a bit of a strange one um i'd take two mobile phones yeah take a burner phone because um you know just in case one goes wrong you get stuck you know ken gomes can be a dangerous place and it's always best to sort of, I mean, of course, let someone know where you're going, go in pairs, go take a few minutes if you can. But if something goes wrong, you need to take a spare mobile phone and have that emergency outline just, just in case. In terms of other kits, um, take a top to lie on. You know, don't lie on sort of, you know, wet snow. You're going to get cold really, really quickly. And sometimes when you're waiting for the wildlife to appear or you're, gonna, you're, you're there for some time, so something to lie on to insulate you against the ground is a good idea. Uh, what else would I take? Of course, we both know that you know working in cold environments kills batteries, mm. just sucks the juice right out of them. So of course, 
take extra batteries. Good stuff. Sounds good. Okay, our last question of the day, and it comes from Gus via email, and he says, oh, oh no, he says, I put my SD card, uh, memory card through the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to put it in the computer. What should I do? Oh no, Gus, what have you done? Do you know what? I've done the same thing before as well. The amount of times I've had a memory card in one of my pockets, yeah. and uh, I've shook out my jeans or whatever, but I've obviously not shaken them hard enough, because uh, I've put my hand back in later on and gone, uh-oh. Oh, no. So what happened? What did you do? Um, I just carried on using it. I mean, it's quite crazy, actually. These things are almost indestructible. Yeah. You know, um, I think you've got more chance of, of kind of physically breaking them and making them kind of uh, inoperable rather than damaging them through through washing them and that. I mean, I'm sure you can. Uh, if you try hard enough, I'm sure you can. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you've probably seen these stories on the news and that where people uh, go dive in and find a camera that's been there for two years and they still manage to pull the images off it and find the original owner of the camera and stuff. Exactly. So I think that's a testament to kind of how durable these things actually are well yeah I mean I think you're absolutely right uh, they are far more durable than you think um, put it into a card reader what's the worst that can happen you know you, you either get the images or you don't you won't damage your computer don't worry about that um, so yeah give, give it a try I'd probably be tempted, like you say, as well, to put into a card reader first yeah. rather than my camera. Exactly. Um, or, or straight into it, like my Mac Mini has a, an SD card slot. Keep it in a sort of a card reader. So if anything does go wrong, yeah. you're only probably going to sort of damage the card reader rather than your computer or camera. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Good stuff. Okay, so before we go, I need to tell you there's still time to enter our Shoot the Cover competition. We've teamed up with Canon to find three readers for a special location day. One of them will win a Canon 5D Mark IV package worth over £4,750. Plus, you can get your image on our front cover. So head over to www.dpmag.co.uk and click on the sh- uh, I'll click on the shoot you, uh, the cover uh, competition and you can enter and hopefully you might be a winner. I know I asked before but are you sure I can't enter this? <sighs> because not only would I like a cover, you know, I uh, I'd be quite tempted by that camera. I won't yeah. mind. <laughs> you you're, you're black and yellow, not black and red though. <laughs> <laughs> so and actually no because we get absolutely told <laughs> off by uh, everybody so now this is going to go to a reader so a lucky reader is going to get this amazing camera and do you know what on top of that it's going to be a fantastic day yeah. Um, we can't tell you where it is yet, but we're putting the final sort of details to bed on this, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be one of the best places in the UK. No, in to fairness, I'm really looking forward to just coming down and um, yes. grabbing a few shots myself alongside this uh, lucky winner. Yeah, you're going to be fetching the teas and coffees, Exy. <laughs> yeah. well, I do make a mean coffee. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, well, that's pretty much all we have time for now. Well, we'll be back at the same time next week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a show, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.